Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Cutting through the clutter, this is the Misty Winston Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Misty Winston Show right here on today's News Talk. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to hang out with me. I appreciate you. Okay, uh, a couple quick things to get through. Uh, I'm very excited for our show today. Uh, My dear friend Tara Reed will be joining us. Um, It's been a long time since I've talked to her, so I'm very excited uh, to have her on the show and catch up with her. She, um, I'm sure most of you have heard she had to uh, essentially flee to Moscow um, after being harassed by uh, Joe Biden and his uh, minions. So we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, couple quick things. First of all, I know every time I say it out loud, I get even more stressed, but Christmas, holidays, whatever you celebrate right around the corner. Um, if you uh, want to go to the TNT radio shop, tntradio.live backslash shop, um, lots of stuff, tons of stuff. There's something for everyone. There's pet gear, um, cups, mugs, um, shirts, hoodies, puffer jackets, beanies, you name it. It's there. There's a little bit of something for everyone. So go get some holiday shopping done uh, and get you some merch and help support the uh, the team here at TNT Radio. We would appreciate that very much. Also, don't forget to uh, tell everybody about the video streaming that is now up and ready and available for everybody. Um, obviously, we're still on all of the audio platforms if that's how you prefer to um, uh, enjoy our content, but there is now video available as well. Um, and the team worked unbelievably hard getting that ready to go. Um, Um, So if you could just get the word out there, uh, help spread the word about that and share it with your friends, that would be very helpful. Um, And also a couple quick stories I wanted to touch on uh, really quickly here at the top of the show. So first of all, so the U.S. House of Representatives today passed a resolution equating anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism. Here we go. So I'm going to read to you here from an article from my pal Dave DeCamp over at antiwar.com. Representative Thomas Massey, a Republican from Kentucky, uh, was the lone member of the House to vote against a resolution equating criticism of the modern state of Israel with anti-Semitism. The resolution passed in a vote of 412 uh, to 1 and 1 as Representative Rashida Tlaib, this blows my mind, Uh, obviously that was me editorializing there a bit, uh, voted present. (laughs) She voted present. Uh, The bill states that the House, quote, reaffirms the state of Israel has the right to exist, end quote, and, quote, recognizes that denying Israel's right to exist is a form of anti-Semitism, end quote. Massey explained his opposition in a post on X saying, quote, I agree with the title reaffirming the state of Israel's right to exist and much of the language, but I'm voting no on the resolution because it equates anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is deplorable, but expanding it to include criticism of Israel is not helpful, end quote, he wrote. Uh, Tlaib said that she didn't vote in favor of the resolution resolution because it, quote, ignores the existence of the Palestinian people, end quote, and, quote, brings us no closer to peaceful coexistence, end quote. Uh, The resolution states that the Jewish people are, quote, native to the land of Israel, end quote, uh, without mentioning that the modern state was founded mainly by recently emigrated Jewish Europeans who drove over 700,000 native Palestinian Arabs out of the land in 1948. It's amazing how they always... Uh, fail to mention that part, right? It's a little, it's, it's weird. Uh, Massey has voted uh, against other Israel-related legislation, including a bill to give Israel $14.3 billion in more military aid to support its war in Gaza. For his position, Massey has been targeted by the Israel lobby. Quote, why does Israel historically get more foreign aid than any other country? Because they have the most aggressive lobbyists working for them. I voted no to send another $14.3 billion overseas. 
So now they're running ads on radio, TV, and Facebook. I won't vote to give them your money, end quote. Massey wrote on X on November 16th. Um, so uh, shout out to Thomas Massey. Uh, his position's still pretty weak, in my opinion. Um, you know, he's kind of uh, riding the line there. You know, Israel has a right to exist. Listen, I don't think any state has a right to exist. Um, and I certainly think that no uh, government has a right to exist over the native people of the land that they are occupying, very clearly. Um, and it drives me crazy that they continue Continually, uh, leave out the whole Nakba and the uh, violently removing people from their homes, all of that stuff. They never seem to bring that up in these sorts of things. Um, but in, in terms of Thomas Massey being targeted, he is not the only one. Um, obviously, <laughs> the Israel lobby does not like Rashida Tlaib either. Although, again, blows my mind that she voted present. I think that that is a really bizarre vote. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez voting present on the Iron Dome. I mean, what a, a present vote is ridiculous. It's um, it's kind of cowardly and it's really bizarre coming from her. Uh, but there's also um, a guy running in Michigan, uh, Nasser Beydoun, um, and he has tweeted out. Um, now, obviously, APAC is denying this, just to be clear. Uh, but he tweeted out, I was offered $20 million to withdraw from the senatorial race and to run against my friend Rashida Tlaib. Even knowing where I stand on APAC's influence on our election, and foreign policy. The pro-Israel lobby had the nerve to suggest that I would even consider taking a dime from them. This goes to show how easily an election can be bought and paid for in this country. Our country's campaign finance system is broken, and the only people it benefits are the rich and powerful. I will not be bought. I will not back down. I will continue to run a grassroots campaign that puts America and its working class first. So um, apparently they uh, approached him and offered him, he's currently running for Senate, they offered him $20 million to drop that run for Senate and to run against Rashid to leave uh, for the House race instead. So um, obviously, again, just to be clear, APAC is denying it. I think that we, I wouldn't be surprised if it's true. Um, this is what they do. And I also just want to point out that, uh, you know, everybody's been clutching their pearls for the past I don't know, what is it, like seven years, six or seven years um, about Russian interference in our elections? Y'all, Israel's be been here the whole time. <laughs> They've been influencing, not just influence our, in influencing our elections, straight up buying elections for a very long time. And nobody's had a word to say about that until recently. Now people are starting to get a clue. I think it was kind of flying under the radar. I think now people are starting to pay attention to that. So I uh, just wanted to bring those couple quick stories to you. I think both are... Uh, significant. The uh, the anti-Semitism, <laughs> equating that with anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism is incredibly troubling to me as a free speech activist. Criticizing a government in a, a genocidal apartheid government is not anti-Semitism, period. I will die on that hill every day, all day. Um, okay, don't forget you can follow me over on the tweeters at Sarcasm Stardust. Check out the Substack, mistywinston.substack.com. There's a write-up for the guests of the day every day, so you can find, follow, and support their work as well. And if you would like, you can shoot me an email over at mistywinston uh, at tntradio.live. Guest idea, show idea, whatever it is, hit me up. Um, and uh, if you miss your favorite TNT Radio uh, show or interview, super easy. Listen back whenever you want, wherever you want. You can visit the episodes tab on the TNT Radio website, which again is tntradio.live. Uh, and then we're also on all the major podcasts podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, iHeart, and TuneIn, so you don't have to miss out on anything right here on TNT Radio. Clashing on the controversies. It's a woke society, and I am fed up with it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right. Heavily redacted documents related to special counsel Jack Smith's search warrant for information related to former President Donald Trump's Twitter account show that federal prosecutors wanted his search history 
blocked users, mutes, and drafts of tweets while also seeking information on quote unquote all users who ever interacted with him on the platform. Yeah, you heard that right. Uh, the Biden administration's Department of Justice literally demanded access to a list of every single person who ever liked, commented on, or shared a tweet from the former president. That is astounding. I'm sure that's a very long list. Uh, here with this story, joining me now is TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Hey, Ruckus, I'm probably on that list. Are you on that list? Uh, actually, I think I can confidently say that I'm not on that list. Oh, Ha-ha. really? Oh, yep, I think so I, I thought we were going to be on another list together. Dang it. <laughs> we're, we're on we're on multiple lists together. It's okay. We're, that, that won't change. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm still a Russian bot on one of my accounts. Uh, that's so funny to me. And before it was cool too. Um, all right. So this is, uh, this is really fascinating. Um, I mean, this talk about a, 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 sweeping, a sweeping search warrant. I mean, what, what do you, they might, why don't you just give us everything you got? Literally, uh, yeah. it's basically what they did. Uh, so special counsel Jack Smith's comprehensive, that's an understatement, search warrant for information related to former president Donald Trump's Twitter account sought the 2024, 2024 Republican presidential primary frontrunners search history, his drafted tweets, blocks, mutes. They also demanded a list of all devices that were used to log into the account and information on users interacting with him. This is really insane, right? So this search warrant uh, was issued in January. We're just hearing about it now, uh, but it was issued back in January against the company now known as X. Uh, it was among several documents released by the Justice Department Monday as part of a lawsuit brought by media organizations seeking sunlight on the special counsel's investigation into Trump's actions leading up to the events of January 6, 2021. The filings shed some light on what investigators were looking for when they issued the warrant against the social media company owned by Iron Man Elon Musk. They initially delayed in complying, resulting in a $350,000 fine leveled against the company. So at least on the part of Twitter, they they said no the first time. Uh, eight of the 14 pages related to the search warrant are completely redacted. Like, that's more than half. Uh, in the pages that aren't obscured, there are demands by Smith for information on virtually every conceivable aspect of the 77-year-old former president's Twitter account, including quote, all advertising information and ad topic preferences, uh, end quote, all IP addresses associated with the account, Trump's privacy and account settings, records of the account's communications with Twitter support, and all direct messages sent and received by the account between October 20th and January 2021. The government also sought information on users who interacted with Trump leading up to the riot, quote, all information from the connect or notifications tab for the account, including all lists of Twitter users who have favorited or retweeted tweets posted by the account, as well as all tweets that include the username associated with the account, i.e. mentions or replies, end quote. That's according to the warrant. The warrant was issued to the social media giant along with a non-disclosure order instructing the company not to notify trump about the search warrant wow so yeah there we go misty this is pretty shocking what do you think i mean it's not really shocking i fully i mean i, I don't put anything but this is 
you're right. Sweeping's not, I don't know that there's a word for this. This is insane. And again, it has to be a, to borrow a phrase from Trump, it has to be a tremendous list. I mean, the best list you might say, right? Uh, this is, I don't even know how you would go through it. Again, I'm not yet, yet huge. It's a huge list, Adam. I can't do Trump. I'm not even going to try it. Um, I don't do uh, impressions very well at all. Um, I can't even do accents. It's embarrassing. Um, uh, I'm not even a Trump fan. Like, I don't like Trump at all. Not at all. I mean, I'm a Julian Assange supporter. The guy plotted to murder him. Not a big fan of Donald, uh, Donald J. Trump. Um, however, for sure, I have... Um, um, uh, liked or retweeted or quote, quote tweeted, uh, maybe to make fun of him, maybe to mock him, maybe to give credit where credit is due. I do that. I mean, I don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I've given her credit where it's due. I don't like, there's lots of people I don't like, but if you, if you get something right, I, I like to give credit for that. And he has done some good things. I mean, there's no denying it. So, um, for sure I'm on that list. I didn't interact with them a ton, but I did. Uh, and it's astonishing to me that they are going to these links and, um, I guess it's not, again, it's not surprising. It's not astonishing, but it is just, it's, I think it's indicative of the time that we live in. This is insane. And I will just mention it. Um, and I shouldn't have to, but I will. If you are somebody who is on social media in any capacity, I don't even care if it's one of the quote unquote good ones that's supposed to be encrypted or any of that stuff. Do not, uh, DM, even DMs don't put anything on social media that you wouldn't be comfortable saying with a federal agent in the room with you legitimately do not do i think it's been made abundantly clear your information is not safe <laughs> on social media do not plan events if you're an activist do not organize events on twitter um uh, try to do as, as much of that stuff offline as you can and for sure be very mindful of the things that you even joking um we're now starting to see i mean we just uh saw that um uh, in Ireland, they want to <laughs> essentially criminalize memes. I mean, it's getting to that point, like the censorship, the surveillance, all of that stuff is uh, reaching a really fevered pitch, which I mean, we saw coming. I've been screaming about it for years, but here we are. And it's only going to keep getting worse. But I mean, this man, it's like banging my head against the wall. What do you think, Adam? Surely this is fine. It's not fine. This is all ridiculous to me uh, mm -hmm. personally. Um but yeah, no, I'm, I mean, come on by now, if you don't realize the way the internet works and how, what you're doing is being watched and monitored and tracked and traced and shared around like a, a doobie at a college party. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with you because that's exactly what's happening. So yeah, play it safe out there, kids. Uh, um, don't do what we do. We don't recommend it, but, uh, um, if you do great, we'll encourage it because we do need more people doing what we do, but, um, it's not for the, uh, the faint of heart that's for sure misty uh, and this is one of the reasons why i'm happy to allow twitter or x or whatever it's called to think that at least one of my accounts anyways over there is just a russian bot because you know plausible deniability they want to hold me responsible for anything i say it wasn't me it was i'm just a bot i didn't do it yeah yeah i don't i mean it is it's you you have to be unfortunately you have to be kind of um 
I don't know if brave's the word or just dumb to do what we do. You know what I mean? Like it is kind of putting yourself out there and at risk. Uh, and I, my Twitter page is incredibly public. I use my real name, always have, always will. Um, uh, and I say whatever I want um, within reason, obviously. I mean, I'm not out there calling for like uh, overthrowing the government or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not trying to get a visit from the FBI, but I am very uh, honest about my opinion about Israel for as long as I am able to. Elon looks like he is definitely going to start censoring on behalf of the Israeli regime. So um, he just visited with Benjamin Netanyahu, which is amazing. And then had the nerve to tweet out that he uh, he said, uh, I don't know, I'm paraphrasing here, call me crazy, but I just want peace. Dude, you just went and visited with like the world's worst terrorist right now. <laughs> like that just doesn't equate and refuses to go to Gaza, by the way. But yeah, it looks like X is probably going to start uh, a plain ball uh, with the censorship regime. Uh, they already were. I mean, the whole Elon Musk being a free speech uh, warrior was always a joke. It was always a charade, but looks like for sure he's dropping that facade and he is definitely going to start playing ball with the censorship regime. So uh, enjoy uh, enjoy being able to speak freely for as long as you can and you know, be cool if people would fight for it because uh, we're not going to have it for much longer. So uh, before it's illegal to speak your mind, you should probably fight for your right to speak. Um, all right, Adam, thanks for bringing us the story. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Everybody hang tight. We're going to be right back with Tara Reid right after this on TNT Radio. Pervoy Morich on TNT Radio. From June 2012, the BBC, Tony Blair ID cards needed to tackle illegal migrants. Uh, of course, that was 2012. Those ID cards today are is, is digital ID. And uh, Majid Nawaz, among others, he, he says, globalist surrogates pretending to be right, populist right-wing influencers against Muslims and immigration are leading you into a trap. It was these very same globalists who opened our borders as part of their plan after invading multiple countries in your name. And of course, it's the same false flag for they're creating the problem intentionally because they have a solution that they want for us. So, you know, they got the solution, which is, you know, dystopia. Uh, and then they figure out, okay, what problems can we create to, to get where we want to go? So we want this algorithm ghetto. How do we get it? Flood in illegal migrants get rid of law and order, and the solution is going to be the algorithm ghetto. And we're already seeing signs of that. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Don't ask me what you know is true. I don't have to tell you. I love your precious heart I, I was standing You were there Two worlds colliding And they could never tear us apart Support Act ensures that music workers who need help can access the resources and support they need because we can't do this without them. We could live for a thousand years because we all have ways. But some of us don't know This Oz Music T-shirt day on Thursday, the 30th of November. Wear and donate now.
A hoax about carbon dioxide in the climate has caused a global energy and economic disaster. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right, friends. Hey, really quickly, I forgot at the top of the show. My apologies. I meant to give everybody a heads up about an event that's going to be taking place on Saturday, the 9th of December in Washington, D.C. Um, it's uh, the annual Belmarsh Tribunal, um, which is uh, basically just a meeting of the minds about um, journalism, essentially, really Julian Assange. Um, so this is going to be taking place at the press club um, in Washington, D.C., and has it's featuring people like Marjorie Cohn, Trevor uh, Trevor. Tim, John Kiriyaku, uh, Abby Martin, Rebecca Vincent, uh, and a whole host of others. So uh, you can find a link to that if you would like to sign up. It'll also be streamed online. Uh, Consortium News has uh, tweeted out about it if you want to go there, um, but it's being put on by Act Progressive International. So uh, just wanted to give you a heads up on that because that's coming up here pretty soon. Okay. Uh, our guest today is my dear friend, Tara Reed. Tara is the host of the Politics of Survival podcast, and she's also a co-founder of Indie News Network. Um, she also is the author of the book Left Out when the truth doesn't fit in where she details her experience and being re-victimized after she came forward about the sexual assault she survived from then-Senator Joe Biden. Uh, she has since had to relocate to Moscow, which we have talked about after years of harassment and stalking. Uh, you can follow Tara on Twitter, at Reed Alexandra, and as always, you can find links to all of her work over on my Substack. Tara, thanks so much for being here, my friend. Thank you for having me. And we have to mention I'm now an RT international contributor. They like it when I say that, so... Okay. Yeah, sure they do. <laughs> and shout out to uh, RT. I miss RT. I miss RT America so much. I miss um, Lee Camp's show and Chris Hedges' show. I mean, obviously Chris Hedges is doing his show, uh, another variation of it, but I, oh, they had such great programming. I loved RT. Oh, it makes me yeah. so angry. So the Instagram okay. just um, blocked uh, RT documentary. They did today. They just blocked really? the whole channel. Mm. Oh. Seriously, yeah. we're still doing that. Okay, so yeah. let's talk about um, let's talk about you're in. Obviously, you had to uh, move to Moscow. Um, I used the term flee earlier. I hope that that's not inappropriate uh, an inappropriate description of it. I feel like that's essentially what you had to do was flee to Russia. Um, so uh, talk a little bit about that. Why did you make that decision? What was going on? Uh, I mean, obviously, that's a massive decision. You had to leave everything you've ever known, including your child. Um, so I'm sure that that was uh, incredibly difficult. So uh, what 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 was happening that uh, that made you make that decision? Well, um, what happened is I was actually coming to Moscow, Russia, to oversee the publication of my book. I'm adding an epilogue to my book, and they're publishing it in Russian. Um, and in fact, it'll be out this winter in Russian. And then I'll have it over for the with the American publisher. On the American side, the epilogue will be added um, about my journey. But anyway, they were translating my book. I came for one week in May, May 20th, to be specific, Saturday is when I landed in Moscow, Russia. And I was um, going to stay for just, you know, through that weekend and then come go back home. So I only packed for that <laughs> as well. And then about midway through the week, I started getting messages that there was going to be a problem. I got communication from Washington, D.C., from Congressman Matt Gates. They had wanted me to come June 7th to Washington, D.C. Um, to begin the process of testifying against Joe Biden. I was going to be um, handing my uh, request for, for release of my records to the U.S. Senate on the floor with him on June 7th. And that was all thwarted um, because he basically gave me a warning that my life was in immediate danger. He was even more concerned about that than prison. I was getting um, information that if I tried to go through 
because you can't come directly to Moscow, Russia any longer. You have to go through Dubai or Turkey. And I had come through Turkey. I was told that if I went back, um, most likely there was a Interpol arrest warrant for me and I would be taken into custody or taken into custody in Seattle, Washington. Um, And I could be facing many charges. So after talking to the congressman and several other people, former intelligence, looking at all the data points, I realized it was not safe for me to go back. Um, So that made me very angry. It was excruciating. I was up all night with my daughter discussing it, um, the pros and cons, but it was clear that something was going to happen. I was about to testify that you want me to. Um, Since then, there's been more intelligence that it may have been worse, that it may have been actually my life was in danger and they would have made it look like an accident. Um, It was that dire. So, um, and and I'm not well known enough to be matter that much, right? Misty, I mean, it would have been in the news for one day and anybody who would have talked about it, it would have been a conspiracy theory, right? Yeah. It would, they made it look like an accident. That's that. And I'm off the, off the radar. So I asked for help. Um, Maria Butina um, helped me. Um, She's a member of the Duma, the state Duma, and she was very concerned as well. Um, and you know, you have to go through, it doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing in the media. It's like, it's like any other country, you have to go through a process for asylum, but I was granted asylum very quickly. And, um, they did it based on their intelligence. And what happens is one country's intelligence then works on the case and says, okay, is this a valid, because there's very high standards for for that kind of political asylum, that kind of asylum. It's very, yeah, very high threshold. And yeah, within three weeks, I had my, so it was like, yeah, you're, you're, you better stay. That's and so- crazy to me. I mean, it's not really, uh, I mean, uh, I think anybody listening to this knows that they are fully capable of doing exactly what you just described. And you're right. I mean, I don't, you said it, so I don't feel like I'm insulting you, but you're not, I mean, it's not like you're a household name. Uh, it oh. would have been talked about almost certainly. Uh, they would have described you as, you know, Joe Biden's accuser or whatever. It would have been like a blip in the news. Uh, uh, those of us in alternative media probably would have covered it for longer. Obviously I would have been talking about it a lot. Um, Indie News Network will be talking about it a lot. You know, RBN, those kinds of places will be talking about it a lot, but uh, it would be a blip on the radar and then it would never be talked about again. And uh, they're very good at that game. They're very good at uh, disappearing people when they need to. So um, I'm glad that you uh, managed to get the intelligence and you managed to, uh, you know, maintain your safety there in Russia. But I know that that had to be, especially as a mother, I can't even imagine the excruciating uh, decision that that had to be for you. So we have to take a quick break and get some headlines. Hang tight. We're going to be right back here on TNT Radio. The news right here. TNT Radio News. This is James O'Neill. A fragile truce between Israel and Hamas held for a fifth day Tuesday as the terrorist group released more hostages to delay the expected resumption of the war. A court in Moscow on Tuesday extended the detention of Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich, who was arrested on espionage charges until January 30th. South Korea's defense ministry said on Monday that North Korea has begun rebuilding guard posts and deploying firearms along the border as tensions rise following the North's recent spy satellite launch. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, we are here joined by my pal Tara Reid. Uh, we were just talking about her experience uh, in leaving. She just really went to visit Russia, um, you know, to get her book published there and ended up 
staying. She has not, she has not yet been able to return home. Uh, obviously it's very dangerous situation. Um, and I think that that's, uh, it's very scary to me, uh, as your friend, obviously, I think that that's, it's very concerning because even though you are in Russia, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily safe. They have ways of getting to people if they really need to, but, um, do you feel like you're safer there? I mean, do you feel uh, what, what, what's, what's your view of the situation now? Absolutely. I felt safe as soon as I walked off the plane. I feel like it's much safer here. And I'm also surrounded by people that really care for me. Um, and so that's, that's, I, I really do feel like that. I also feel like, you know, the election's coming, a lot more has transpired, a lot of corruption of Joe Biden is being revealed. I think today it was announced that Hunter Biden is now going to have to testify before the Ways and Means Committee about some of the you know, little dipping for extra money that the Biden family mm -hmm. did in Ukraine. And so all that corruption's coming out. And I think the public's opinions are really shifting dramatically. Misty and I, I don't know if you agree with me, but I really see a shifting away from Biden. I, of course, they're going to push back for and try sure. to shove throw, but yeah. For sure, my friend. And listen, I'd love to see it. Um, I wish people weren't shifting away from Biden right back to the corrupt corporate owned Republican Party because they're both terrible. Um, but I, I think that you're absolutely right. I think that, listen, the, his polling numbers are atrocious. Holy cow. It is bad. In the toilet isn't even accurate enough. But I also think that um, uh, I'm not convinced that he's even going to be the nominee. I think, in my opinion, they're going to try to find. I think there are some very desperate conversations happening behind closed doors i think there's a lot of uh um yeah. interesting things that yeah. need to fall into place gavin newsom they're trying to yeah. shove in there yeah. yeah i mean yeah i don't I know, think, if, you know Kamala, but yeah no i don't think i here that's one of the things that's one of the things i'm talking about because uh to be able to get rid of joe biden and then step over kamala harris there's going to have to be some maneuvering done. There's going to have to be some narrative management done. They're going to have to probably approach Kamala Harris and convince her that this is a good thing. And then she's going to have to be the one that comes forward and, and, and make that decision and make it seem as if it was her decision that she's going to maybe she needs to spend more time with her family. Maybe, you know, something's going on, whatever. But it's going to because if they step over her and they just throw in, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom, obviously they're going to look incredibly hypocritical, racist and sexist. And so I think they might try to alleviate some of that by throwing throwing uh, Gretchen Whitmer in there with Newsom um, mm -hmm. to kind of alleviate some of that. But I think I genuinely don't think that uh, Joe Biden's going to be the nominee. I could be wrong. I'm open to it. Uh, but I just don't. How how could they possibly run him again, Tara? He can't even form a coherent sentence, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's and bad. He, well, today he called Trump a congressman. He's like out of it. He's completely he out is. of it. And they're not going to be able to control those gaffes. And the fact that they're not so much right now says that they're getting ready to somehow exit him for health mm -hmm. reasons, you know, mm -hmm. right. Um, yep. and you know, because obviously he's like, not, he's like, just not dying. He's just like keeping going. It's sort of like, it's like we're in a perpetual weekend at Bernie's or something. Yes. Yeah. It's so embarrassing that he is the president. I mean, I don't really care because uh, I've never thought that the president was a rep like representative of me very clearly. Um, but he's yeah. so embarrassed. Like the other day when he was at that event and he was commenting on some like six year old girl's ears. I'm like, my guy, they need to keep him so far away from children. Like he needs to be so far away from children. It is ridiculous to me that they put him anywhere near a kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? yeah, yes. <laughs> But I mean, he's, it's just, it's so, he's so um, far gone 
that there's just no way, in my opinion, that they can possibly, he's too much of a liability. I, I mean, we just saw poor Antony Blinken. He made, Joe Biden made me feel a little bit bad for Antony Blinken, who I obviously despise with every fiber of my being. Um, but when yeah. he was at that uh, press conference about the President Xi uh, uh, meet, uh, visit, and he called him a dictator while the dude's still in the country and Antony Blinken visibly cringes, uh, I'm sure that he is exhausted trying to run around and clean up Joe Biden's messes. It's just ridiculous. Oh, Tony Lincoln's got a lot of energy from all the um, genocides that he's helping push yeah. and get manufactured. You know, and, and, you know, I have to say um, that, that, you know, whatever misgivings I was having about, you know, staying in Russia, um, you know, I've been really enjoying my time. I'm treated really well. And the misgivings have sort of gone away because actually, I feel like Russia's on the right side of history. It's on the right side of history fighting Nazis in Ukraine um, and protecting the people of Donbass from being killed by the Kiev regime, you know? And it's also on the right side of history. Um, re recently, you know, um, President Putin made the comments about the Palestinians. There needs to be a Palestinian state. He talked about the horrendous killing of women and children. Of course, Erdogan went further and has talked about genocide and um, that basically Bibi is a war criminal, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it was good to see like that. And what's interesting to me, Misty, is to seeing the hypocrisy um, of the Western media around all of this. I mean, you have 69 journalists now, Palestinian journalists that have been killed since October 7th. Yeah. And there's silence from CNN, from New York Times, Washington Post, all these reporters, all these journalists, right? Investigative journalists are just silent about basically, now these are, they weren't just like killed in action. A majority of these Palestinian targeted. journalists were targeted, their whole families were targeted and they were yeah. killed and sometimes their houses destroyed. I mean, it's just, it's, and, and we're just watching it. And the genocide of 15,000 civilians 75% being women and children, 6,000 children dead. How many under the rubble? We don't know. I mean, I think those numbers are going to inflate as oh, yeah. or more. And I have never seen anything like it in my lifetime. I mean, we, we saw Iraq and that was, you know, horrible numbers. But the what we're seeing right now is unfolding is in real time on social yes. media. They can't yes. hide it. And that's the difference, Tara. That's what I've been saying this whole time is that this feels so incredibly different because we do have unbelievable. Can we just take a minute? And I don't even know if we can like give credit doesn't even sound like big enough. But the unbelievable courage of Palestinian journalists who are on the ground, who know that they're being targeted, who know that their families are being targeted, who understand the very real grave personal risk that they are taking. And they stay. They stay. I mean, the doctors, the nurses, they know that hospitals are being targeted and they stay. And it's just uh, inspiring to me. I don't know that I have that level of courage to be honest with you. I would like to think that I would, but I don't know that I do. Um, and it's because of those journalists and their courage that we are, you're right. We are now, I think that that's, what's so 
uh, particularly grotesque about what's happening right now is because the whole world is literally watching front row seats. You can see it all day, every day taking place on social media. Um, and it's the idea that people are uh, in, uh, not just staying silent, but in some cases cheering it on, um, uh, uh, you know, supporting it, endorsing it. It is mind blowing to me that that's the level of depravity that we're facing. I mean, I knew it was bad. I didn't realize it was this bad. And I just think it's so um, unfortunate and really depressing that that's the situation but um yeah it is it's it's i mean it's horrific to you and i can't i keep thinking about you mentioned the people under the rubble and the numbers increasing i think the numbers are grossly underreported not to say that the gaza health ministry is inaccurate they have been historically very accurate in these situations i just think that they don't have the manpower or the equipment uh to deal with uh digging those people out of the rubble and they also their communication systems are down so the different areas of gaza aren't able to report to that central reporting system um i think those numbers are significantly underreported and it's just um it's devastating to think about and i can't imagine i keep thinking about like uh, babies and children uh being buried alive under the rubble and then dying that death of just being in the rubble in the dark probably injured dark um hungry and nobody's coming to save you and it's just I, it keeps me up at night i'm not gonna lie um okay we've taken another quick break hang tight we're gonna be right back here on tnt radio with his expert analysis and opinion. This is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. While the fiery images of mostly peaceful protests coming out of central Dublin over the weekend were disturbing, and although no one condones arson, property damage, and violence against police, it was good to see the Irish finally get their Irish up and direct their ire where it properly belongs, against their own government, which has been selling out the Irish people for decades now. What triggered the upheaval? the stabbing of a young woman and two little children, including a five-year-old girl who is still in hospital with life-threatening injuries by a Muslim maniac who was, you guessed it, known to police. The Garda disarmed the man just last month after finding him with an illegal knife. They knew he was a problem and they did nothing to stop these attacks. Ireland is actively promoting its own destruction. It is committing suicide in exactly the same way the United Kingdom committed social suicide. The number one name for new boys in Galway last year, Mohammed for the first time ever. Ireland needs to get a hold of the fact that the enemy is within the gates and their own government are the ones that have opened the doors. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Need a ride? Yeah! Driving with kids is a big responsibility. Hop in and buckle up! So don't sweat the small stuff. You got paint all over our paper! Get the big stuff right instead. What does that mean? Like making sure your kids are in the correct car seat and buckled up for safer travel. That deserves a wiggly wiggly wig. To make sure your child is in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Cutting through the clutter, this is the Misty Winston Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, we're here with Tara Reed. We're talking about things, stuff and things. Uh, it's been a while since we've been able to catch up, so this is fun. Uh, okay, so you just, we were talking about uh, Gaza, the situation in Gaza, the incredible journalists there, and you mentioned the silence of Western media. No surprise, my friend, uh, Julian Assange has been being persecuted for, uh, what, 13, 14 years, and uh, m most of mainstream media uh I would say 99.8% of mainstream media has been either silent or they've been helping to perpetuate the smears against him in order to facilitate.
facilitate uh, the, the the persecution of uh, of a felt. I don't even like calling them a fellow journalist because they're not journalists. Julian Assange is a journalist. Yeah, yeah, they are propagandists, but it's no surprise, right? Well, and, and Julian Assange published journalists as well as, you know, doing his award-winning investigations. And, you know, I mean, look what he revealed. He revealed Maidan in 2014. He revealed uh, Victoria Nuland and what she did in Ukraine. And I, I mean, in Kiev and how they overthrew basically illegally a coup from a, you know, a, an elected official. And and he exposed all that. He exposed, um, you know, Obama's real um face of war, right? With the droning of civilians. He embarrassed the empire. He embarrassed the American and the British empire. And when you do that, they make you pay. And even though he's an Australian citizen, he's still paying and he's being used as an example. And again, like we were saying, silence from Western media, um, just like they're silent about the Palestinian journalists um, that have been slaughtered by Israeli forces. Yeah. Not surprising. Again, I think that they mainstream media is, in my opinion, I've said this many, many times over the years, in my opinion, mainstream media is one of the greatest threats that we face uh, as a species. You know what I mean? Like they are uh, responsible. The empire could not function in the way that it does without the aiding and abetting of mainstream press. Mainstream media uh, is the um, uh, the apparatus which sells their bullshit if i can say it that way well, absolutely. Uh, that's, you know yeah. and, and so you see all the ukrainian flags right and then yeah. now the same those same people are now having israeli flags and now they're cheering mm-hmm. on a genocide of palace first they're cheer- first they're trying to say oh that ukrainians you know they're being occupied they're they're having when in actuality um ukraine was once part of russia and donbass is now part of russia but the people 90 percent voted to be with them so did the Crimean um people in crimea the, the language is the same, the history is the same. So it's very different. And in Gaza, you know, you're having 2.1 million people, 85% have now been displaced since October 7th from their land, can't go back, right? So they have to go somewhere. They have no homes, they have no buildings, they have no infrastructure. And it was an open air prisoner concentration camp anyway. And you and I have been talking about this for years. Mm-hmm. And now this ha- October 7th happened and um, all the same tactics that they used when they were trying to do the propaganda about the proxy war against Russia via Ukraine, they're using now with this genocide of Palestinians um, yep. by Israel. They're not very creative, Tara. No. I guess they don't have, or they haven't had to be creative because uh, they've been able to kind of sell the same crap over and over again. I mean, I think that in Ukraine, they even used the Viagra story again. Yeah, they just, I was they just that. They did. <laughs> really? How many times are they going to use the Viagra story? What right? is that? I don't know. <sighs> Like get some new writers. It's terrible. terrible. Yeah. It's like a bad sitcom, only it's just tragic and bloody. Um, Yeah. yeah, You know, it's been interesting. What I've noticed living in Moscow is that you have people um, here that um, other expats um, that you wouldn't normally hear about people that are coming from different parts of NATO nations from America having to stay in Russia because the government persecution. And I think a lot of people aren't really talking about just how much the NATO countries like Great Britain, Ireland, um, Spain, Germany, you know, America are coming down on their population for having an opinion that varies from the military industrial complex. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, you're seeing people really get persecuted, demonetized. You had Shea Bose on last week, you Mm -hmm. know, government's going after him. The American government's not going after them. They held a conference in Dublin, his hometown, about him being subversive. I mean, that's just mind boggling to me that, that America has the audacity to go to other people's country and talk about their journalists as if they're subversive because they're pushing back with a different opinion. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It is. It is amazing. And I think that that's, it's so funny too, because I also love when that hypocrisy gets thrown back in their faces. There's, and I always bring this up because it's my favorite example, but uh, the president of Azerbaijan, when he was being interviewed by the BBC reporter, and she was trying to wag her finger at him about their treatment of journalists. And he's like, now, wait a second, what about Julian Assange? And she had nothing to say. She had nothing to say. And she's like, well, we need to focus on you. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to lecture me uh, about our so-called treatment of journalists when you are currently holding Uh, One of the world's most renowned, probably the world's most renowned journalist. In my opinion, he's the world's most consequential journalist. uh, And you're holding him in prison with no charge just because the United States says so. And I love when that hypocrisy gets thrown in their faces. I don't think it makes much difference. They don't care. Um, But I mean, yeah, you mentioned uh, this is all. um, uh, Alina Lip Lip is another example. She's a German um, citizen. She had to flee to Russia. Um, Crimea, and, and because they were going to put her in prison for three years for reporting that she did in Donbass. Um, Fiorella is Isabel, right? She's been detained four times, at least when she's going back and forth, right? From mm-hmm. Moscow. Um, Kit Flarenberg, I believe, um, I think that was last year when all of his electronic devices and things were taken at the airport. Yeah, he was on after that. That was in Great Britain. Um, you know, Johnny Miller gets hassled by his, by the Great Britain, of course. So, Craig so, you Murray. Know, they, yeah, they... All of them, yeah, get, you know, and there have been some um, journalists with RT that have been sanctioned. I got some mm-hmm. of the sanctions moved, but, you know, you, so you have you have all this going on to try to silence independent, you know, and I'm not a journalist per se. I'm a geopolitical analyst. I'm a writer and author. And so I like to lift up journalists like you do, Misty. You lift up a lot of investigative journalists on your show. I love journalists. Really important. Um, I don't love journalists as a whole in the Western media because you know my experience. No, I love real journalists. When I say journalists, I'm not talking about the turds that work at MSNBC or the idiots that work at the Washington Post who are paid propagandists for power. I mean, actual journalists. I mean, John Pilger. I mean, Chris Hedges. I mean, uh, Abby Martin. I mean, Whitney Webb. I mean, Eva Bartlett and Vanessa Bealey and Fiorella Isabel and those kinds of journalists. Those are my people. I love those people. And we need more of a platform for them because they're independent. They're not, they don't have an overlord, right? They're, they're trying to do real, bring real truth. And so we just need to keep being really, you know, helpful to them. And it's interesting to be in the position that I'm in and help journalists because, you know, you know what happened to me with Western journalists. They were, they were pretty brutal. I was like target practice for like a year, well, two, three years by New York times and Washington post. Every once in a while they throw hit article on me just to make sure, right? They even published your social security number. Yes, they did. (laughs) They published my, that led to all kinds of problems. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, you know, um, the DOJ probed my social media accounts and all of that. There's the sealed case that's still there that they impaneled a grand jury about. My lawyer assumes that's a a violation of FARA Act. They're trying to accuse me of being a Russian agent. Um. And then ironically, Russia provides safe, safe haven for me. And um, because if I had gone to any people have asked me, why did you go to Italy or this country? Because they would have, 
extradited me. And then someone uh-huh. said, well, you have a background. Just go to Ireland. I'm, Ireland would have like handed me on a silver platter, right? Uh-huh. To, to America. They would not have protected me. So, and I knew that. I didn't, you know, know enough people to a high up that we could make. But even then, even then, you're taking a risk because the United States has such a pull. I mean, look at Julian Assange. They can extradite a person from Australia who's never set foot in the United States. Yeah. That's amazing to me. And and they've done it to more. I've met personally here in Moscow um, a British citizen who was, they were trying to extradite to the United States. He's never mm-hmm. lived in the US. And they were trying to extradite him. And put yeah. him in prison. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's just I, I mean, it, it, the overreach, the legal overreach, and as a, as a person that has a law degree, it, it's right there in black and white how they're violating, you know, international law. The U.S. Oh, is. yeah. U.S. and Israel oh, yeah. are right now with, with what's happening in Palestine. They're violating the Geneva Conventions. Too mm-hmm. many that we, we, if you and I were to talk about it, it would take the whole show. Well, I'm going to have Sam Husseini on tomorrow and we're going to talk about the Geneva Convention, actually, because he has been calling for somebody, some country somewhere uh, to uh, uh, invoke that. Um, So I have him coming on tomorrow. We're going to talk about that. And the by the way, Sam Husseini is one of those journalists, too. I didn't mention him, but I should have because he is. Uh, Sam Husseini is amazing. I love him. Yeah. He's fantastic. Uh, if you have, if you don't know who he is, he, uh, you will often uh, see p- uh, tweets or videos of him where he's in the the press briefing room, uh, calling out the turds who are standing at the front of the room, and he is fantastic at it. Um, I'm very excited to talk to him. I'm fangirling a little bit because I, I, like I said. I love journalists, real journalists. I love journalists. Um, so I'm very excited about that. But yeah, um, uh, listen, Israel's been breaking international law multiple times a day, every single day since its inception, since it was invented every single day, all day long. That's what they do. Um, and they're able to get away with it because they have Western backing. And uh, we think that we uh, I love that. <laughs> I love that they like to talk about the rule of law, Tara. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, no. That doesn't apply to us. We get to do whatever we want. Right. That's what, that's what we can Self-defense. Like, I, I can't, Ugh. I can't listen to that defense. I can't listen to that one more time. It's just like, no. you know, that's, yeah. So, you know, for, you know, I, I don't know as far as what's going to happen with the election in the United States, but I know that I'm still trying very hard to testify against Biden, even remotely. And so I hope that that works. And, you know, yeah. in the meantime, you know, there, what I've discovered living in Russia, and because I've now going, it's going to be six months here coming up. Um, well, first, I'm trying to learn Russian. That's very important. That'll help things yeah. immensely me get around. The transportation is excellent. The food is excellent. The people are kind and warm. They're not cold. It's very, you know, I do get homesick, of course, because that's normal when you're abroad. Yeah. Under my circumstances, it's even because it was just, you know, the way it was. Abrupt, of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's really comfortable and wonderful here. And it's a thriving city. There is a thriving middle class. I've had to have a minor surgery here and some health issues. It, it wasn't prohibitive. It was excellent care, very clean, better care than I got in the U.S. actually. And it was a more, a little more complicated procedure and they did it just amazing. Um, I'm really, I mean, it's, I have to say, if you're going to be in exile, do it in Moscow, Russia. <laughs> Right. But I've heard lots of great things. I mean, obviously I'm friends with Fiorella. She is told and Rachel Blevins and others who uh, are now living in Moscow. And they say it's unbelievably clean. Like the subway system is like pristine. It is um, everything is really organized and it's run well. And uh, like you said, thriving middle class. 
Amazing. And I've been to the Far East. I've been to Vladivostok. I've been down to um, Sochi. I've been up to St. Petersburg and I've seen Minerale, which is in kind of the Caucasus where they make wines. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah. I'm a nature person. So I like getting outside, you know, the region. Um, but, you know, like Moscow is such an incredibly, I keep posting photos of it that go yeah. viral because it's just, there's, I feel like I haven't even seen like even a, a part of the city, like not even a quarter, not even an eighth. It's there's yeah. so much to be here. Um, and I feel really safe. Like I've walked around here at two in the morning and have been safe. It's very, you don't see homeless 80 to 90% of people have their own homes, own their own homes, excuse me. Um, and like I said, the thriving middle-class thing, that's what I think the U S doesn't want people to know just how yeah. comfortable people are here. Yeah. Well, it's hard to create the boogeyman out of Russia if people realize that Russia has their shit together. You know what I mean? Like that's it's a little bit harder of a sell. But yeah, I'm glad I'm 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 um sad for you that this is the situation that you have found yourself in. Um obviously as your friend, I worry about you. I think it sucks that you were put in a position where you had to make a decision like that to leave. Um and as you said, like so quickly, I'm sure that that was um head spinning. Like I I mean, I don't even know how you make that adjustment and to just like have to do it on the fly as it's happening. I'm sure that that was really intense, but um, I'm glad that you are in a safe situation now. I'm glad that it is uh, that you're enjoying it. Um, as you said, I'm, you, I'm sure you get homesick, um, but uh, at least you're enjoying you it. You feel safe. RT, RT just like stepped up. Like I had been working for them, as you know, doing op-eds for, for yeah. a few years. When they heard um, what was happening to me, they stepped right in and they just said, we're here. And, and I have work. Cool. I have a purpose. I have a, you know, a, a, you know, they, they provided this structure around me that's so safe and so good and really have helped me navigate like, well, things like mail. I mean, like, can you imagine right? like, yeah, I mean, they're wonderful RT. I can't, I've never had an employer so caring and, and, um, and really it just motivates you to work harder. Right. And, and to yeah, do for better. sure. Yes, but, I can speak to uh, that. I like TNT is that way. T I mean, I obviously I didn't have to like flee to Russia, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're amazing. And so it just yeah. makes me want to do a better job because um, they're amazing. So yeah, I, I totally relate to that. And I, I'm so glad, like I've always liked RT and everybody that, and I've known lots of people who have worked yeah. there at some point. I know people that work there now. Um, and I've always heard good things. Like you're saying that, that they, they've always been kind of um, obviously uh, everybody that I've ever talked to has said that they don't censor anybody that you can kind of do what you want. You talk to whoever you want. Lee Camp has been very uh, vocal about that aspect of it. But yeah, I mean, I uh, have always liked RT. Um, and again, I miss it. I miss it on uh, that it was more readily available. Obviously, you can still find it, but it's uh, just a little trickier. I still can't believe that they just shut it all down. Just bam, yeah. all gone. Um, okay, so we're almost out of time. I want to make sure that you can um, hype whatever you have going on. So what are some things that you have coming up? Where can people find you? All that good stuff. TaraReadPodcast.com. That's where you find all my links. Easy enough. And then um, Friday night live, I'm going to have Tag Kiki. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's an Irish um, comedian. He's fantastic. And he's going to be on the show live. Um, and he's been a very strong activist for Palestinians. So um, we're going to talk to him about his comedy and his book and his journey. And he's, he's really cool. Um, so if you get a chance to talk to him, do. And thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, I've missed you um, talking Me with too. you and do it again. You know, you have to come on my show too. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. 
Yeah. Just hit me up and uh, send me his information. I would love to talk to him. I like comedians. Um, uh, and I like anybody who stands for Palestine. So yeah, I would uh, totally be willing to have that conversation with him. Um, and also of course, everybody, you can check out Tara on Twitter at Reed Alexandra, and you can find links to all of the stuff. You can find a link to her book and her podcast and all of that over on my Substack. Um, it's kind of a quick one-stop shop. Um, Tara, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to catch up with you. We will be in touch. Uh, I'll have you back on. I'll go on your show, whatever you want. I love you. Um, I'm glad that you're safe. That makes me happy. So um, I'll be back tomorrow with Sam Husseini. As I mentioned, as Julian Assange says, learn, challenge, act now. Hey, don't go anywhere. Timothy Shays right after this here on TNT Radio.